Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck yeah. Welcome to an all new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond, joined by the returning human wheelbarrow, Jason Brooks. Jason, this is going to be a little bit different episode than normal. We're not going to be talking about all the big stories of the week, but we are going to be talking about the biggest story in the wrestling industry for the ne- maybe the next six months to a year, the fate of NXT as we know it. Uh, Jay, how are you doing today after your uh, one-week vacation in paradise? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, a lot of wrestlers for NXT are not doing well. Uh, so, But yeah, uh, doing well, trying to get this nursery figured out. So yeah, hanging in there. Very cool. And so also, I've top. just want to thank uh, the host of the Morning's Law podcast, Christopher Morin, for filling in last week while uh, Jason was uh, celebrating his uh, his anniversary. The first lady of the wrestling, uh, virtual wrestling podcast, Sharon. Uh, Jay, so the last time we spoke, we were like, you know what? Things are happening in NXT. It's still most likely the best in-ring product WWE has every week. But, you know, Karrion Cross has been treated like crap on the main roster. What could this mean? You were like, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Since then, we found out that, you know, Adam Cole's contract is, is up. Pete Dunne's contract is up on September 1st. Cole signed an, uh, an extension. And then had a meeting this past Friday before SmackDown and Vince McMahon. Everything we hear, the meeting went well. But as we're watching SmackDown, we found out 13 more people were released from NXT. And you got to think, what is going to happen next? So, Jay, your initial thoughts on uh, things that have been happening since you've been gone? I don't, even, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. So, yeah, I guess we'll take it kind of one step at a time, right? Um, with Adam Cole, I think things are still up in the air. Um, he's such a different case, you know, because he does have some leverage. He would go to AW, unlike a lot of the guys, these guys who are released and we don't know. He would, he's been in a bullet club. He was on, you know, uh, BTE. Like he was a, a main attraction for the, for them. Right. Like, um, so I think he'd go to AW. obviously his girlfriend's there. I think he'd go there and they would sign him, and he'd be a big, big success. And he has a ton of options. Imagine him going back to ring of honor, what they would pay him to go back there. Um, so he would have a ton of options at the same time. If, Vince is telling you, hey, we're going to push you and you're going to do something on the main roster, then you have to think about it. So uh, his case is totally different. Uh, I, As I told you before, this would work out with Karrion Cross, and it has. He looks just fine on the main roster now. Um, yeah, so there's just so many things going on with the WWE. And it's clear that... You know, and, and they're saying that the, the Cayman guy got released because of this stuff with Adam Cole. Um, but what's clear is that the person who's running the WWE is Nick Khan slash Vince McMahon. Um, we can talk about Triple H's influence. I know we talked before about is Triple H going to eventually run the company? I mean, I, I, I think the odds of that are very, 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 very uh, light, very, very slim now. Um, and yeah, we'll get into all these releases and uh, we can do it one by one or whatever. But one of the things I definitely want to talk about on the show as we continue to go along here is what NXT is going to be, what they're going to look like. Are they going to look more similar to what they looked like when we first started watching it? We had a couple of stars and then a lot of developmental people, you know, where, where's this going to go? So um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into all that, but I think Adam Cole is a tremendous performer and be will will do well wherever he goes. Absolutely. And uh, just before we forget, uh, you can follow us when we're not doing a show at Workshoot Pod on Instagram and Twitter, where me and Jay both will put up our thoughts on the current product and everything else going on in the industry on a you know more one to one basis on on Twitter. But uh, Jay, let's let's kind of start at the beginning of this. Around what two thousand and twelve. NXT became more than just the reality show of, you know, guys falling over, you know, different obstacles when, you know, Gray White, I'm sorry, Husky Harris and all the other ones were there. And it basically became a way, the super indie to compete with like the ROHs of the world. And well, then, I, don't, I, I don't know if they were there to compete with ROH. I don't agree with that. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think they just expanded. I think they just expanded what they were. 
but I don't think they were to, they were there to compete with the Ring of Honor. But anyway, I'll let, I'll let you continue. Sure, but so the idea was, you know, they were going to they were basically going to become a super indie that was an alternative than going to you know the Ring of Honors or the uh, Impact of the other companies at that time, and then all of a sudden, AW comes about and they start going giving all these major contracts to everybody. You know, the FTRs of the world have said they were offered eight hundred thousand. The you know Good Brothers were had signed a deal for 750 a piece. And this has actually came out with the Good Brothers and FTR saying, both saying this. So they were overpaying those people to not go to the competition. So it bloated everything that was there. And then once they lost the quote unquote, quote unquote war, either because, you know, USA Network wanted to go and get the NHL, which didn't work out and moving them to Tuesday night, or the fact that it was just the ratings weren't what they wanted. NXT lost a perceived battle with uh, AEW. And as a result, there are many people who think that what's happening right now is basically Vince McMahon taking out his anger and... No. See, this is where... Okay, this is where we're getting into the internet wrestling community and and all this. I just... Okay, I'll 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 let I'll let you finish and then I'll go. Sorry, I'll let you finish. I'm just like trying to give an overview of what people yeah, are. I, well, I think I think we're we're I'll, I'll let you finish, but we're missing of we're missing a very important part of this, which well I'll let you finish, but I'll come we'll come back to. Go well, ahead. Absolutely. But so, but the idea here is that you know they paid all these people all this money to not possibly go to AW, and then all of a sudden they they perceivably lost the ratings. They wanted the stock to look better to some people think maybe to a possible sale down the line. But all of a sudden, people are just monthly are getting released. And you keep on hearing that this is going to be a, a regular thing, not just for NXT, but for WWE as a whole. And you wonder, what's the domino effect for the guys who are still going to be there? Are the Kyle O'Reilly's? And, and the key words here are the slightly older guys who've been the establishment, the O'Reilly's, the Champas, the Gargano's. What is their role going to be? Are they just going to be let go? Are they going to be brought up to the main roster? Or are they just going to be people there to be the gatekeepers for all these young guys that are being brought in? Yeah, so the the big piece that we're missing, you rolled through a lot of it, and you missed the beginning of it, okay. right? So when they were that hour show in the network, and then they would do oh, the sure. takeover specials, it was very developmental. You remember that group with I think Charlotte and Sasha were in this group and they were kind of figuring out like what they were. You know, Becky was dancing like a leprechaun or whatever. It was very, very, very developmental. And I think, you know, you see now where a lot of the people now are, are kind of ready-made products. Not everyone, but a lot of people. And they started off as very developmental and then they would bring people in every, you know, they bring in the Kevin Owens, the Sami Zayn's you know, and those people, but they still had a lot of people. They were like working to develop, especially, especially the women, you know, the four horsewomen. And if the idea is that that's what we want NXT to go back to, we want it to go back to developing, you know, a Rhea Ripley, uh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is a great example. Um, Rico Gonzalez, I think, was wrestling for a little bit already, but like that type of person who's not necessarily ready to go, but someone who can be developed. You know, if that's their thought process, I think that's interesting. And I think that might be a little bit of what NXT used to be. And then the idea is you get, you have veterans there who are very good in the ring who can help these young people, like the, this Odyssey Jones guy they like and, um, and the Duke Hudson guy they like. And you have those, but but to do a two-hour show that's compelling and then have these Odyssey Joneses wrestle and these big guys wrestle who aren't very good, I think it's going to be really difficult. Now, you talk about whatever the internet wrestling community is saying, Vince is mad. Or, I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think he's, they're doing, you know, quote, unquote, cutting the fat. Now, I don't, some of the people they're cutting, I don't totally, I don't get it at all. Um but I, I get the idea that they want younger people. Um, you know, one of the things that we've read is that he wants, I don't want to say Roman Reigns clones, but he wants people oh, he that wants could, make, could main event WrestleMania, right? But it's funny because if he would have done that, he would have missed out on uh, guys. He would have missed out on AJ Styles, who came right up to the main roster, but he was small. 
he would have missed out on Kevin Owens, who we know he has size in one way, but not size in another way. He would have missed Sami Zayn, who's been who's been great. So they would have missed a lot of guys going with this Vince. I just want big guys there. So I, I really think that this is, listen, he's going to do it. It's his company, him and Nick Khan, they, they run it, they're running everything. Um, and, and they're going to go through it this way. But I think their show is going to be really hurt as a result. Now we can go and talk about who we could see being released and who we think might stay. And no, you know, people may get queasy talking about people's jobs, but at this point, we're at a point where we have to talk about it. My here's my my take NXT as we know it is no longer. It's gonna be it, it's going to NXT as we know it now is not gonna be what it is. It, this is it. Now it'll still be good. Um, I'll still enjoy it, parts of it, but I just can't see it being what it's been. Um, yeah, I think the other thing is I guess a lot of people at the, the taping um a couple of days ago, yesterday. Um, yesterday, yeah, yesterday. Oh my god, um, they were worried about their jobs, and it, it was very tense. And I think it's interesting, right? That we haven't heard from Triple H, we haven't heard from Vince, we haven't heard any backstage things about Triple H talking to talent about you know assuring that they're going to keep their jobs. Supposedly, this decision to cut these people was made by Bruce Pritchard, of all people. I mean, his influence is just amazing uh so bruce pritchard and you know nick Khan and vince and that they don't like the way these guys are being trained well Corey, here's the other domino if they don't like the way these guys are being trained who is that directly against triple h that's directly against triple h who has run nxt and has done any everything for nxt so people are saying this is an fu about the ratings I don't want to say this is an F you to Triple H. I don't think it is. But I do think that Triple H's power and influence has gone way down as a result of all this. And I'm very curious to see what happens with him. I mean, he's not going anywhere, obviously. But, I mean, he's got to be sitting in Greenwich, Connecticut in his, you know, quadrillion-dollar mansion with Stephanie saying, like, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> like, what am I going to do? How am I going to build these these men and women up and keep them going when they all know their jobs are basically all on the line. Other than Raquel Gonzalez, how many people do we know? And Ridge Holland, anyone big, how many people do we think are assuredly assured of staying and being employed by the WWE who currently work in NXT? I I don't, I mean, I don't know of many, I mean, could you put it on more than two hands on the people who are currently there? I mean, you would think that the stuff that they, a hit row is doing right now would be safe. And why? Why? Why would? Why would we think that? And Vince doesn't even watch NXT. He, I think he, just as like he's small release. I mean, they just signed Tyler Rust. I think he's like twenty eight years old, so he doesn't even go to their um, uh, age argument. I'll check his age in a minute. That doesn't even go to their age argument. And he's not big, but he's not a small guy. And they just signed him. It's funny. They're talking about Diamond Mine on NXT TV. I'm like, you know, there's only one person in, in, in the group here. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think. I, so, okay, you think Hit Row's safe? I don't think so. Maybe Top Dollar's safe because he's big. And B-Fab, because she hasn't wrestled yet, we don't know anything about her. Yeah, I mean, I get, yeah, I mean, I was thinking of four of them as a group, so I was, I was four, of my, four of my ten, but um, I see exactly what you're saying here. I mean, if someone doesn't get over or isn't huge, and even if they do get over, they may not be safe. So I'm going to turn this for one second. Just uh, Felipe, uh, Felipe went and uh, Compton in our group, the uh, one of the hosts for Total Bases, who uh, currently you can catch them, I guess, now on Mondays. I went and asked them, you know, fantasy baseball-wise, were there any, you know, sep- September call-ups for baseball who could really make a difference. And they were like, you know, things have changed where they're only expanding their rosters from 26 to 28 this year. And that's kind of, and this popped in my head when I'm thinking about this on, is this kind of how WWE is going to handle NXT where somebody's in NXT for a certain amount of time. And then they will be kind of like a September call up and get a chance when they need somebody, like someone gets hurt or they need an adjustment. You know I mean? 
like the kid who was on there last night, the former football player, who uh, who won Odyssey Jones, right? Odyssey Jones. I don't know how long he'll be in NXT. I know he got a dark match tryout like a couple of weeks ago, but you wonder, like a guy like Odyssey Jones, is he going to be up in NXT for maybe a month or two, and then go up to the main roster where he got a little bit of seasoning, become quote unquote TV ready, and then you know maybe someone gets hurt or someone's not getting over. And they bring him up. So almost like a minor league, truly becoming a minor league system. And when you need somebody, they come up. And otherwise, they're just there to go and do what they got to do. You know, so, I mean, I wonder how that, if that's going to be kind of similar to how, you know, baseball handles it, like September call-ups when they feel they're ready. I don't I don't know That's a that that's the same kind of comparison. Um, I don't think that's the same type of comparison because when they do that, when, when they do that, like Mike Trout a couple years ago, right? They just want to see what he's going to do. Sure. When you bring a guy onto the onto Raw or SmackDown, you got to make him ready. You're not going to bring him up and then say, oh, well, you know, a month later, we're going to send him back down. I don't, I don't think that that's really a, a, good, a good comparison. I, I do think, though, um, the idea of people staying in NXT longer uh, for a long time, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to, Corey, I think uh, my comparison more is what do we have now in the NFL? We have training camp and there's what, 90 guys in training camp and only 53 make the team. Uh, You talk to GMs and people, they're pretty sure there's a battle of like seven guys making the roster. The other like 30 guys have no chance. I, and then they release them, and then next year they bring in a whole nother crop. And then the year after they bring in a whole nother crop. I think that's what this is going to be. I think this is going to be like we bring a bunch of people in. They're in NXT. If they suck, they're gone in a couple of months. Or they come to the main roster. It's going to be bing, boom, 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 boom. Now, because I, I believe there's a lot of people down in developmental. So oh, yes. I right so i think that's what the plan is i think the idea is we are going to see if these people can go in their opinion whatever that might mean to me or you it's whatever it is to them they're going to evaluate these wrestlers to see if they think they can go and if they can be main eventers at wrestlemania according to vince and then that's going to be and then that's it if they're not going to hold water they're going to release them and I think more than likely they're going to release them before they even get to the main roster. So I think this churning of, of, of wrestlers, I think that's what's going to happen. And if you're an independent, if you're, um, you know, an ex football player who's just starting out and you go there, I think that's probably a good place for you to go. If you are an independent wrestler who's been grinding for years, that probably is not a great place to go. So I think, where people are going to go now, if I'm a wrestler, which I'm not, I really would have to think about what things are going to look like. Because for every Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, there's going to be a million other guys. And I also think, Corey, I don't know if we were in our current climate, if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would be brought in now. I think there's a good chance they wouldn't be. And so they're both, like, they're both, uh, you know, neither one is very, I mean, yeah, like you said before, Kevin Owens is big one way, but not the other way. And Owens is, and uh, Sami Zayn really is that big. Now, but quickly, Felipe uh, put a little comment. He, he wrote, basically, a toxic organization is becoming more toxic. And I kind of agree with that statement. The idea that, you know, yes, every industry, it's a, only the, the best of the best supposedly succeed or the people with the most clout. But by switching over and getting rid of all of these older Older guys like the Bobby Fish. I mean, Bobby Fish didn't exactly have the greatest. His last match versus Roger Strong wasn't the best match he's ever had on his stretch. But he's 44 years old. You can understand why someone like him gets released over time, and they have nothing to do with them. But, you know, a guy like a Jake Atlas or a Leon Ruff, who are, I don't believe either one is even near 30, and they're both, you know, good young athletes. You know, you sit there going, what are you doing? So, I mean, how much time are you going to give someone to develop? Like you said, a Tyler Rust or the, I believe it's um, Ari Sterling was only there for like a year. And it's just like, you wonder what is the main factor? Is it all come down to, like I've said in the past, a dollar sign on a spreadsheet, or is it the idea that they're, they're like, all right, I've seen something. I don't see it. Let's just get rid of them now. And let's not go and waste time. 
you know, it's what's the scouting system right now? And the idea, is it the NFL where, you know, if you make it, you make the 53 or you make the training, you know, um, the, the uh, active roster, but Corey, I mean, we see this all the time, right? So Tyler Fog, uh, Tyler Fogram, I'm thinking of the guy from ESPN. Um, Travis, I forget the guy's first name, but Fogram, I have my, my fantasy team. Um, I think it was Green Bay that released him, um, before training camp was over, and the Eagles picked him up, and he was great. Uh, he's great for them, right? So I think we're gonna see that too. They're gonna release people who they're gonna make big errors about because they haven't spent enough time with them. Um, I, now, to your point, asking whether you think it would be like a spreadsheet or whether you think it would be, um, you know, their scouting system or whatever. I think it's like a combination of all those things. Right. And Adam Cole came in under a main roster type contract. We all we all kind of know that. And he's made, I think, close to main roster money while he's been there. I think he's probably the highest paid person in NXT now that Finn Balor has gone. I don't know that they ever bring anyone like that in again. Um, I don't know that I, I ever see that again. And so, you know, what what does that mean? Um, I think the interesting thing for me is who's evaluating these guys. Is it Triple H now? I mean, you saw you saw Saray coming down a really good match for her in Dakota Kai. Saray was coming down. She she looked like she was born as molasses. Now she's hyping up the fans. She's jumping around. I'm like. They definitely told her to change up her ring entrance, but who's evaluating these people? Like, is it, is it, I mean, is it Bruce Pritchard's going to come down to NXT every couple of weeks and look guys over a couple of times, hear a couple of promos and then say, I'm going to, we're, we're going to do releases because it all lines up. They went to the NXT performance center and they've been firing people like it's their, you know, like crazy. So, Maybe that's what we see. And when Bruce Pritchard and Vince is coming down, you know, like you said on um, the Russell Life group, you better call out sick that day, right? So, you know, I, I don't know. I do think it makes for a really, really intense and bad work environment. Um, but you can also, especially because, man, Corey, I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. We've watched wrestling for so long. We can figure it. We can, we pretty much know if we think a guy is good or is not good. Right. Like we have a pretty good idea. And when you're watching like a football game now, I can't evaluate offensive line play or defensive line play. I'm not a, a scout, but like you could tell if a quarterback like knows what he's doing or if a running back seems like he knows what he's doing. And so most of the time in the NFL, when you see a guy in training camp do well, he makes it like, it makes sense, but it seems like, with the WWE, there's like n- not a lot of rhyme or reason in my eyes. Um, and if there's not a lot of rhyme or reason in my eyes, then there certainly isn't going to be any rhyme or reason in these, in these guys' eyes. Yeah, um, I mean, Tyler Russ is 34, by the way. So he is a little bit older. So maybe that was it. He's older. What are we going to do with him in a couple of years? He gone. And you wonder and this was brought up, and I think, you know, we mentioned this at the very end of an episode a couple of weeks ago when they had the uh, second quarter conference and Vince goes and nobody's sure exactly what he meant, if it was taken out of context. You know, uh, well, we're going to be putting a lot more guys, you know, for NX, for uh, AW to figure out what they want to do. So it's something, you know, that extent people are like, wait, what? He basically in the press, in the conference call for the investors meeting, he went and said that, you know, we'll see what AEW's like finances are and how they handle this or something. He said something to that extent. I'll see if I can find the actual quote. Yeah. That, that, that part, that part, that part's important. I know he talked about them that he doesn't see them as competition. Competition. Right. But, um, but the idea of is like by flooding the market with all of these people now, what does these, what do these other companies do? Do they go and follow suit of what uh, the, the leader of all sports entertainment does WWE and goes younger? Do they go and stay away from some of these people or do they go and still find these people useful and, you know, go with the veterans? Like you would think like a guy like um, Bobby Fish, if he wants to, if he still wants to wrestle, he'll have a job in Ring of Honor in 30 days, you know, or a Mercedes Martinez more than likely could be back in AEW. She was the wild card last time when, you know, when they had the first all out. Like there are certain people that you would think, depending on what style people want to go, 
or is like like I said, is what WWE doing now? Is that what the future of like maybe an MLW, which is gone usually young? I mean, is there a right or wrong way to build a company? And I think we're going to see pretty fast if this new aspect of you know bringing in people under twenty six and who look like bodybuilders is what you know the average wrestling fan wants, or is the hardcore of the hardcore is that started from day one with NXT and AW watching every week who want this faster pace and everything, what is the right way to do things? And I think this kind of might be by flooding the market, we see what actually sticks and what falls by the wayside. Yeah. I think, you know, part of it, right. Is does Vince know what he's doing anymore? Um, he built obviously the biggest stars in the history of, the, of wrestling, the rock Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold. Um, and, you know, John Cena, you can throw him in there too. And so he did. He built those He built those people. And so he has done that. His version of what makes a star now might be antiquated. And I think probably is. Um, you look at AEW getting a million people to watch. But they're getting a million people to watch. But Moxley was in a WWE. Jericho was in a WWE. Cody was in the WWE um, and they're working on building their own stars for sure. Um, but impact is, you know, they're not killing it necessarily. Um, and, you know, ring of honor is kind of figuring it out too. So I, you know, I don't know. I, I think I would, I would suspect the ratings would go down drastically for NXT. Um, I, apparently the executives at USA were not happy um, with it and listen why would you be right like what do you what are we watching here if we're not watching you know you know some of the really good former independent wrestlers go out there um i don't know what this becomes i really don't i don't know what this becomes the whole flood in the market thing is interesting but Corey, here's i think the thing i don't think WWE cares about that at all I don't even think that's in their mind of like, we're flooding the market. Like, I don't think they give a shit about that. They're like, we're churning through guys. This is what we're doing. And where you end up, you end up. And, um, you know, it's a shame for the wrestlers for sure. But unlike a couple of years ago, if they would have started doing this, now they have a lot of options. So I think the best wrestlers will be given opportunities, Chelsea Green, Alistair Black, Andrade, so forth, so on and so forth. And the wrestlers who are either super old, like a Bobby Fish, God bless him, um, or wrestlers who were not as good, may not. Um, one guy that was interesting was the guy from MLW that they signed, the EJ, e, the judge guy. Um, and he looks super impressive. Now, I don't know if he can do a wrist lock from a whatever chin lock, but he sure as hell looked like a you know million bucks. And so you could see MLW, I think, scooping up some of those guys, too, especially some of the younger guys. So, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be very interesting. But I, I do think if you're a wrestler and you're going to the WWE, you better be mindful now of if you're not big or even if you are big you know, there's a chance you're not going to be there for long. There's a better chance you're not going to be there than that you're going to be there for a long time. So kind of prepare yourself. I agree. I mean, and you would think, you know, going forward, and like I said, we'll get to the cuts and some other stuff in a second, but going forward, you wonder how many people are going to just look at the logo of WWF, WWE, whatever you want to call it, and say, this is the Mecca of, of, of wrestling. And this is where my dream is to work here. And how, how many are going to go, this is, you know, this isn't the right place for me because, yeah, I might have a downside guarantee and make big money for a couple of minutes, but I may not be there. And, you know, so do you go to an, a, maybe not an impact, but maybe, you know, a ring of honor or another company, especially AW, which is, you know, the number two brand, do you go there and take the chance that you'll actually get pushed and become a star? And, you know, if you do something for three or four years there and WWE gets its crap together, you can go there and be like, one of the things that a lot of people are talking about is like Adam Cole has a ton of options right now. Apparently, you know, if you listen to Dave Meltzer, apparently they offered a million dollars to go uh, to resign and that, you know, they told them to Vince told the writers to start making stories for Raw and SmackDown for him. 
But like, if he decides to go like to an AW for three years, he can go there for three years, become an even bigger star on regular television, and then come back and mostly even get paid more money. You know, when Vince actually thinks he or someone else is a star. So I mean, you wonder what is the general idea from the free pending free agents or the wrestlers that are coming up right now that are wrestling in PWG different places. Do you go to Ring of Honor? I mean, do you go to WWE? Or do you go to AW? You know, what's the key thing for you? Well, Corey, that's not even Corey. That's also not even it. You may not even have the option, uh, as you just as you just put in uh, our our little chat here. Um, a few of the wrestlers and WWE official recently told Fightful that the company passing on Willie Utah. We, you know, you and I all know his ability. Uh, after his May tryout, signified a change in WWE hiring ideals to them. So, right, like now it's going to be to the point where you may not even have the option. Um, and Will Utah is the exact guy to go to NXT. Like he is, he was like born and bred to go to NXT. And if that's not a guy that they want anymore, who, because if you're not going to sign Will Utah, that's, I, that's, I, he, I, I'm going to check his age. I do not think he's that old. I'm pretty sure he's not that old. He's very good in the ring. Um, he would work great with so many of the guys that they have there. I, I mean, Corey, if they're not signing him and they're not giving him um, giving him a deal, if you're an independent wrestler and you're not, a, you're, it's going to be very difficult for you. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for you to get it, to get a, a to get a job. Yeah, and you know what? With it, with, with WWE. And like I said, no one is saying that by signing Wheeler Utah that you're going to go and get, you know, a three, you know, three million people to watch your show. That's not the point of this conversation. Because like I was having a conversation with a couple people from the Wrestling Life Facebook group who are like, if you're not a star, not that you don't matter and it's insignificant if you get released, but you know what? You need all different people in your system to make it a good product. Like one of the things that a lot of people have said when it comes to like AW, you've got so many big names there that, you know, who's going to lose? You need pieces of the puzzle to make things work. And you wonder how long this idea is going to go. I mean, could we see in a year Vince Man changes his mind and he goes back to the idea that I want, you know, these high flyers or, you know, more experienced guys? Maybe he does. But with the facts we know now, you wonder, like uh, Fightful.com went and reported, I think it was yesterday the day before that, you know, usually during these conference calls, Nick Khan continually says, this is how much we got for for this package, you know, start signing a TV deal in India and this and that. Back in March, USA Network renewed for, we don't know how many years, but they renewed the contract for NXT. But at no point did he say how much they were getting, how long the term deal was. So it was almost as if you think maybe they got less money from, from there. I don't know if it was because they lost the ratings or whatever else, but you it's the last time is what you put in is what you get, you know? And if they don't believe this product is worth saving, why, why should the fans believe it's worth saving? You know, I brought up to you yesterday that like every like three months I've seen like by accident on YouTube that because of all the things, different things I follow, Cody Rhodes has the nightmare factory, which we know a little bit from TV, but he does like a 12 week training course for new wrestlers. And they put on like their first matches, like a super card of all the guys who've graduated from the program. I'll sit there for maybe three minutes and I'll see the very beginning because, you know, it's just the next thing that played on YouTube. Like, okay. But then I stop and move on to something else. If that's what NXT is going to become, I know that we have the program and we watch everything. But my interest level, if I'm watching, you know, Rick Steiner's kid, I'm sure he's a super athlete or this kid is the mini Brock Parker. I just don't know what the interest level on this show is going to be about NXT and what the average person who's watching on Tuesday nights, besides the super hardcores, why should I care about NXT right now when it's just like it's a truly is developmental and not in a good way. And to juxtapose this is the fact that NXT, you know, we're hearing they want to change the look of NXT, that it's too dark and, you know, things like that. And they want to have more light and make it look a little bit more like the main roster. So they're getting rid of people who could be good for the show while also changing what the look of the show is. Again, Triple H's influence. So they want NXT to be successful, quote unquote, 
But I, 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 I mean, it sounds like they want it to be a raw. They want it to be raw. You know, and I mean, look at the guys on Raw. Look at the main event. You had Orton and AJ Styles. Orton is a taller guy, right? So he's the WWE look. And AJ Styles is not. You know, Riddle is not some big, tall, gigantic guy. And they featured him a lot. I I, I don't know. And I also think this is all random of these releases. We have no idea who's going to be released at what time. We really have absolutely no idea. Um, I could see them re-signing Braun Strowman to a much lesser deal and him going to NXT. Um, and so there's just a lot that's very, very undecided right now. And if I were a wrestler backstage and I wasn't someone, you know, anybody, any of them, they could release Adam Cole tomorrow. Um you know, because we're hearing, you know, uh, conflicting reports about, you know, maybe they're not going crazy about Adam Cole. Maybe they are. So if, if I'm a wrestler in NXT backstage right now, I am extremely nervous. And I don't know what this show is going to look like in three months. You know, we have a takeover coming up next week. Corey, I, you know, they, they do takeovers, what, every three months? Give or take, yeah. Give or take. I mean, this may be the last great takeover we have. You know, who knows what's going to happen? Maybe things will change or maybe whatever. But I mean, and I could be wrong, you know, um, but this might be one of the one of the last great takeovers that we have. And, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, I'm not funny, but it's kind of crazy. The fact that we're, we're talking in like such dire straits about the NXT product right now. And we'll talk about this more next week when we go into, you know, SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. But if you look at this NXT TakeOver card coming up in two weeks, basically, it is a super strong card. So, I mean, yeah, we're saying that the future of NXT is in bleak shape. But if you're looking like right now and you didn't know all the behind the scenes things, you would think that, you know, NXT was doing pretty darn solid. I mean, like I said, you've got a card that has, you know, uh, Walter versus Dragunov we saw last night. You've got... They're not on. They're not. They're not really in NXT. Go ahead. But you know, you have the NXT uh, women's title match, which is, a, I think, was done. Too- Gonzalez. I don't know that she'll be there after after this one. Go ahead. I didn't know I was doing a show with Chris Moore and Debbie Downer over here. Uh-huh. No, no. But I, but Corey, I, but Corey, this isn't about being a Debbie Downer, right? Like, like we're talking about COVID. We're talking about we we have to talk about like what's actually happening. We can't. You know, this isn't a fairy tale world. This is a oh, world no, with like I- a lot of shit. You know, Raquel Gonzalez. This might be her one of her last matches in NXT. May not be, but it may be. It might be actually opposite, opposite side of the round. I mean, opposite side. Do you think Dakota uh, Kai might go? I mean, she's been doing a couple of dark matches, and I'm sure you're gonna tell me who cares. Nobody watches main event. But you know that she was on, she was on main event this week, and she loses to Aaliyah. Boy, of course I didn't know she was on main event. I don't watch main event. Well, so, I mean, I saw the story uh, came out the fact she did a yeah I mean, a match. So, so who knows? So she might be released too, right? Yeah, so so one of them, one of them might be gone. Karrion Cross, we know, is gone. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole might be gone. What do they do with Kyle O'Reilly? So out of this great card you're talking about, half the people in this show on this show might be gone in one way or another. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Like, yeah, we can we can talk about it from a bleak standpoint because we're not talking about today. We're talking about three months from now. You know, but it, this is a good, it's going to be a good card, which we're going to preview, you know, next week for sure. But, but you know, and so let's, let's kind of get into uh, some of these releases that happened uh, this past Friday, as we said a little bit earlier, that as SmackDown was going into hour two, at least on the East coast, all of a sudden Fightful.com put out the put out the report that there was a bunch of releases that were, uh, had happened, you know, the big ones, we're not going to talk about all of them, but the big ones were Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Tyler Rust, I guess to a lesser extent, Leon Ruff, and Mercedes Martinez. Now, of those, is Bronson Reed the most surprising one because he was a former champion? Or is it, you know, the Bobby Fish because they're trying to resign, you know, his friend? I mean, uh, you're, you're muted, buddy. You're, uh, Jay, you're muted. 
Sorry about that. I was actually looking at the releases on one screen and trying to unmute myself on the other. So, uh, yeah. So my my uh, my Zoom is all messed up here. Um, uh, so I think Bronson Reed's definitely the biggest because they were trying him out, right? Were they not? So I definitely think Bronson Reed Bronson Reed's the guy that was the biggest. I mean, Bobby Fish is forty four. I mean, right? Like it, it's it's okay. Like he's he's. He's an older guy. He he's been hurt a lot. Absolutely. He does yeah. not he did not he does not did not look particularly good there toward the end. He really didn't. Uh he really looked a bit rough. Um but Bronson Reed was definitely a surprise. Kona Reeves, not a surprise. Um, you know, he's been he's been there for a while. And like that's a guy, if they release him, okay, makes sense, right? Um Desmond Troy being released is, is interesting. I thought they were going to maybe do something with him. Leon Ruff was a staple. I don't think he was a good release. And Mercedes Martinez, she, I think, is the example of exactly what they're trying to do moving forward. They don't want a bunch of older wrestlers there. And Mercedes Martinez is great, as we all know. But what is she, 40, 41? I think the only 40-year-olds they want are Tamina, right? So they they don't want a bunch of older um, wrestlers there who and – and, and I'm going to say this. As much as I want to rip all the releases and everything that's happened, if you're Vince and your idea is you want one of these people to headline WrestleMania, Bobby Fish is not headlining WrestleMania. Mercedes Martinez in five years. Mercedes Martinez isn't headlining WrestleMania in five years. She'll be 45 by then. So at some point, right, like I, I I get part of what their thought process is, but a guy like Bronson Reed, that seems utterly bizarre to me. And the other one that I thought was kind of bizarre. And Bronson Reed also is 32. So he's not super I mean, he's not that old. Like he's not some super old guy. So that's also weird. And the other one that I thought was interesting and uh, was Jake was Jake Atlas. I thought Jake Atlas was was very talented. Yes. Was he was he doing much at this point? No. But this was and, th- and this even feels weirder to me. The idea that you go and la- was it last month or the month before was was basically you know, it was Pride Month, and all of these advertisements you had for different things. You had Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez as you know as people who they were trying to spotlight. But all of a sudden, you know, Pride Month is over and they're both gone. I'm not saying they were just there for that, but I mean. You would think that you have a young, talented athlete like Jake Atlas who goes and proudly represents, you know, what he is and isn't afraid to go and tell people it's okay to do this and that. And then you get rid of him. You know, Jake Atlas is 26 years old. He's right in the idea where you you want people at that. I mean, like I said, is he 6'4 and, you know, 245 pounds? No. But the guy can go and. I think it was Dave Meltzer who went and said his, you know, his 30 days will be up by the time that they do the show in the, uh, at Arthur Ashe. You put him and Jungle Boy, you know, for 15 minutes in front of that audience, open the show, they'll steal the show. I and mean, he's seen the two of them wrestle, you know, multiple times. And they've had great chemistry. But the idea is that there's untapped potential with some of these guys. And you wonder what will these guys do next, you know, and, well, some of them are going to retire. Some of them might retire, right? Like, I, don't, I don't know Bobby Fish. I don't know what he's going to do. I think he goes back to Ring of Honor and, you know, does some stuff here and there. But I mean, yeah, maybe, may, maybe he's, he's, I think his body's pretty beat to shit, but we'll see. Um, Mercedes Martinez, I think, would be a great get for AEW, a great veteran uh, person to help out some of the, the, you know, her and Red Velvet. You know, it'd be great for her to help out some of the, the young women um, who are there. Uh, Jake Atlas, I, I mean, he's 26 years old and he's very good in the ring. I, I can't imagine that he won't have a job. Uh, and some of those young developmental people, the Desmond Troys, Ari Sterling's, we'll kind of see what happens to them. Tyler Rust, I mean, he's a little older than I thought he was. You know, I'm sure he'll get on with some, some, somebody. He was very impressive in that Ring of Honor Pure tournament. So I think he'll get a shot at some point. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I, you know, I, so I, I'm just typing in age, you know, NXT ages. Timothy Thatcher's 38. Dexter Loomis is 37. You know, I mean, you know, 
at some point, some of these other people might be looking at, at, at other things too. So um, we shall see. But then you got to have enough people to have a show, <laughs> you know, enough good people to, to have a show. Um, and, and also, how hard is it on the booking staff too for NXT, Corey? I mean, good God, you lose people. They're losing people in droves and they're trying to come up with having some semblance of a decent show. I mean, you got to give them a lot of credit too. So just uh, very, very tough all the way around. I totally agree. And it will be interesting to see what NXT does in the future. And if the rumors are true in regards to, you know, every month more people are going to be released. I mean, there's been multiple rumors going around that, you know, Either a Champa or a Gargano could be, you know, could be next based on their, you know, based on their age. And, you know, they do mostly make a couple of bucks, you know, more than the average person there. And, you know, and I guess my, my thing on this is how many of these people who get released are going to be able to find a home in AEW? AEW, I know they have a second show. But, you know, what, what was it we would joke like when they were in um, Daly's place every week? There was like one week where we spoke, and I think there was like 80 people on one two-hour show. I mean, yes, a lot of these people were just put on because of it, enhanced talent because of, you know, doing dark matches and different things like that. But how many people are going to get signed there? I mean, how big of a – yes, Sinclair has all the money in the world, but how many people are they actually going to bring into Ring of Honor? You know, are there enough – are there more people than, than jobs, you know? You wonder what the economy of wrestling is going to be. I agree. Um, everybody can't go to AEW. Uh, everybody can't go there. So, uh, but there's still Impact. There's still Ring of Honor. We'll see where things stand with New Japan. Um, guys have gone to New Japan. Look at Juice Robinson, and he's gone and made a, a really good living and made a name for himself. So I think that's an option for guys too, if they're really willing to take a chance and do that. Like Bronson Reed in New Japan, I think would be unbelievable. Now we do have something called the the COVID-19 pandemic still, and I know people want to think it's over, but clearly it isn't. So I do think that could hurt things for sure in terms of people going to Japan. But uh, I do think that that is definitely still uh, going to be an option. So, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens with, with all these people. Yeah. Um, as we're starting to come to an end here, any other subjects you want to in regards to, I know you've, been mostly on what the future of this might be in the next couple of months. What's, what is your outlook? Do you really think it's as doom and gloom as people are saying, or do you think that there might be light in the tunnel and they get some gems out here and, you know, people will develop fast enough that people are going to still want to watch this show. And they, they keep guys like Samoa Joe. And that's something we didn't even speak about. Samoa Joe resigned what a month and a half ago when he resigned, do you think he knew that uh, they were changing the whole entire format? I mean, is he going to win the title and just be the gatekeeper for all, he'll be the one old guy there to go and, you know, fight off all the young and see as they lose to him to prove to go to the next level. I mean, I mean, I think Samoa Joe is to um, Aaron is to Randall Cobb, you know, basically it's the Aaron Rodgers Randall Cobb thing. Right. I think it was all right, Triple H, we don't want to hire him, but that's your boy. Same thing with, um, Randall Cobb to Aaron Rodgers. We don't want to hire him, but that's your boy. So maybe he just stays around because he's Triple H's boy. I don't know. Um, but in terms of do I light at the end of the tunnel? That's positive. No, because a bunch of people are going to lose their jobs. So to me, no, I don't. I don't see that because uh, I don't like seeing people lose their jobs. So no, I don't think there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I think this is gonna. I think this could make AEW better. Um, I think this could make Rampage a pretty good show if they book it right, but I think it's not going to be good for wrestlers who are going to lose their jobs. And um, I think AEW's or NXT is going to be a much worse show for all this. Um, maybe not now, maybe not next month, but at some point NXT is going to be a worse show, a worse show for, for this. And um, you know, when that happens, I'm sure we'll be here to kind of talk about it with you. Yeah. I mean, and uh, lastly on this is you spoke about earlier in the show, the idea that, we haven't heard anything from Vince or Sean or Triple H or anybody about this. Every, unless something gets canceled that, you know, basically every time there's a takeover, um, Triple H does a, a conference call with the media trying to pump up the show and people ask questions about 
the future of, you know, expanding into other markets and different things. But he's usually in the past has been very honest and open, or at least as open as he can be on what's going on in the future. It's going to be really interesting to see when, you know, the Dave Meltzer, Sean Ross Saps, the Alex McCarthy, all these people have a chance to talk to him. Is he going to be, you know, is he just going to say no comment? I can't say anything about this. Is he going to let his inner thoughts actually come out in some of the things he says? I mean, that's going to be a super interesting conversation in basically in a week on what he does or does not say in regards to these cuts and what, you know, does he just basically become a yes man for the company and say, it is what it is. Vince is the, you know, Vince knows what he's doing. I mean, it's going to be spec, you know, fascinating on what he says or doesn't say. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's probably one of those things. And that is the interesting thing, right, is that he's been very honest during these. Um, I do suspect we'll hear corporate, you know, uh, you know, those guys were released. It was what it was, whatever. I'm sure there'll be some kind of corporate speak that they'll be prepared for him to say. Um, I don't think he'll cancel, but I think it'll, there'll be some talking points for sure. So um, I'm, I'm sure that, that, that that's coming. Um, there'll be a communications guy with him, I'm sure, who's helping him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that's going to be where before it probably was just him coming down. You know, so yeah, I, I agree. Is a conference called Live? Like, can we listen to it or no? Uh, yeah, right afterwards, usually uh, Fightful or one of these other places, they'll put it up on their site. And what, be when, when is it next week? Like Thursday? I think it's either Thursday. It's mostly Thursday or Friday. They usually okay. it's a Thursday or Friday before the show. So yeah, yeah. All right. I'll be now. It might be interesting because it is SummerSlam weekend, and I know they're trying to do events and make it kind of a WrestleMania light. So we'll see how available he is or if he if, or if maybe he speaks earlier. So um, but, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that on the show after. So, Jay, before we call it a day, how about you let everybody know how they could follow us and everyone else in the uh, life group uh, system of uh, podcasts? Yeah, um, we should be doing a show talking about um, NXT in general and AEW uh, at some point. Corey and I will figure out exactly what time that's going to be. Uh, but yeah, we're part of the great uh, life group podcasts. Um, Monday, we've got Dong City with Henry and Vince. Tuesday, we've got the Audible with Matt and Randy. Uh, football is here, everyone. And your boy has bet on it a lot already. So we'll see how that all oh, goes for him. Yeah, I know. I'm betting on preseason. Um, Thursday, you usually Thursday, you've got us. But we're, we're doing a special show for you on Wednesday, talking about the future of NXT. Friday, we've got the Step Back with Jacob and Leon. Obviously, right now, just summer league. Things are a little bit quiet right now with the NBA. I'm sure they'll pick up. And then total bases, uh, total bases with Felipe and Sean talking about fantasy baseball. I'm, looks like I'm heading into the playoffs in one of my leagues. And Corey and I are, are grinding it out in, in one of our other leagues. So in my other league, I'm in second place. So there you go. Trying to trying to trying to figure it all out with fantasy. Um, and and hopefully I'll hopefully we'll, we'll be able to make a couple of bucks doing that. That's 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 the hope. And like I said, definitely check out all the shows just like ours on the life group. But Jay is another podcast that I unfortunately did not do a very good job of promoting last week because I don't have the verbal pipes of the uh, human wheelbarrow. But is there a comedy podcast you uh, occasionally listen to? You don't know Jackie. You don't know Jackie, Jackie, Andy, Jackie, Rachel, Jackie, Corey, the comedy podcast for the agents. Very cool. Uh, we put out episode 99 uh, this morning talking about that horrifically bad uh, Netflix show, Sexy Beasts, which is a disaster of epic proportions. I don't even, most, some people thought it was funny because of how cringe it was. I just thought it was horrifically bad. I'm now watching on HBO Max, which I think we might do a podcast in the near future, uh, F-Boy Island. It's actually kind of funny, and it was a good palate cleanser after watching that. You know what? I haven't cursed all show. That shit show known as uh, Sexy Beast. I'm not getting rid of Netflix, but let's get some better programming, please. Netflix um, has. I'm Corey, and I know this is a total aside. Everyone yeah. loves Netflix because everybody has it. They have a lot of shitty. They're not good. They don't have. They have a lot of really, really bad shows on there because now they just they just need content. So they're just putting fucking anything out. It it is it's 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 a rough watch. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, and uh, Felipe, uh, playoffs. You want to talk about playoffs? <laughs> so uh, that's our boy Felipe, who we hope to have on the show in the uh, next upcoming weeks. He was actually going to co-host with me last week, but unfortunately, scheduling didn't work out. But 
still need to return that favor for having uh having me on the total basis podcast you know quite a while ago but um yes like i said we're getting close to episode 100 don't know when episode 100 might be we might go a little out of order because we want to make that a super big show but uh jay this is something that we didn't discuss ahead of time but i know that growing up your favorite tag team You've even named after uh, fancy baseball teams, the Midnight. You even called yourself the Midnight Express. I mean, most of your, you know, fancy baseball team names or football have something to based on old 80s or 90s, you know, wrestling. But we didn't get to talk about it last week. With Chris Morin, and like I said, you were a big fan of the team. You want a couple of thoughts on the late, great Bobby Ian, who died at age 62 uh, last week. Your thoughts on uh, Bobby yeah. Ian? Yeah, I mean, 62 is very young. You know, um, that's the first thing. Uh, second thing is, you know, obviously we keep seeing these wrestlers from the 80s pass away. And I'm not saying Bobby Eaton like did steroids. Oh, or, no, like, I, I, I don't know what his life was like that. But you know what did happen to him? He beat his body to shit from wrestling six, seven days a week. Uh, so it does show you just how brutal it was back then for these guys. Um, as as performers and what that that the toll that takes on your body um so yeah um yeah i was a big fan um i was you know it's funny because everyone like i only knew the the stan lane bobby eaton midnight express i didn't i didn't yeah not the original one i don't think i would have been into them as much because i like stan lane because he was doing he was like one of the first person to do like kind of like a he did like a super kick and then you had bobby eaton off the top rope you know, you know, Bobby Eaton with his mullet or whatever. I just, I just thought they were a cool tag team. Um, I thought they were different in terms of their style. Um, I always loved heels, so obviously, you know, that they were my, they were my team. Um, uh, I loved Cornette. I loved their music. I thought their music was awesome. Yeah, I was just a big fan of them. And um, you know, I wasn't so big into Bobby Eaton like down the road. I got it wasn't like, oh my god, I'm watching everything he does. Uh, but I was definitely a big Midnight Express fan. And, um, you know, I just, I, I know Jim Cornette had a great tribute to him. Obviously they were very close and you could say what you want about Jim Cornette, but people said it was really, really a great tribute. And so I just hope, you know, I mean, I, obviously, you know, uh, you know, everything good prayers and thoughts go out to the, the family, uh, of Bobby Eaton. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, thoughts and prayers. It's tough. When someone passes away, especially at, at such a young age. But Manhattan Express were an absolute all-time great tag team. And um, Bobby Eaton was a Hall of Famer, a tremendous, tremendous wrestler. Yeah, and I hope that, I mean, this isn't an anti-WWE thing here, by but I hope they actually put him and the Midnight Express in in the next year or so. I This past was a year or two ago when the Rock and Roll uh, Express put in were put in, they went and uh, mentioned very in good terms in regards to the, how big the Midnight Express were and their development of being, you know, the, one of the great tag teams of all time. And I say this, of course, jokingly working for CBS, but wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the, the, the show Blue Bloods was named after Stephen Regal and Bobby. You know, of course, that's not true, but you know what I'm, he helped a young Stephen Regal become, you know, what he became, you know, later on. And William Regal is one of the better technical wrestlers. He was a great tag team specialist. Who, you know, did he ever wear the big gold belt? No, but he was one of those guys that anybody he was ever in there with, he made them look like a million bucks. And, you know, if that's your lasting legacy of making other people look better, you truly succeeded in the profession you were doing, you know? I mean, absolutely. We're all, I mean, not everybody, uh, but certainly for me and, and, you know, my profession as a counselor, I'm all about helping, helping people. I'm also about helping my, you know, helping the teachers I work with do better by the students and helping other counselors do better and administrators. So, you know, that's, you know, we're, we're here. We should always be here. And, you know, cause the thing is if you work better and help others, we're talking about, you know, the corporate world, everybody makes more money. And in the school world, all the kids hopefully will, will do better as a result, which is kind of the point. Right. So um, yeah, I, I I've, I've heard that before. Kevin Nash really put him over and said, he was one of the best guys he's ever worked with and he really enjoyed working with him. And um, yeah, just a pouring of support that we're hearing for Bobby. And so uh, RIP. Absolutely. And just to end on a slightly happier note, uh, Felipe, 
uh, from the Total Basis podcast when I wrote current NXT, current, uh, not NXT, current Netflix sounds like WWE signings every indie wrestler that lasts two to three years. So uh, I, I mean, they, I mean, that's what they do. That's a very good way to describe it. NXT is going to become the Netflix. They just put a bunch of shitty shows out there. One or two are good. Queen's Gambit. Everyone goes nuts and says this is like The Wire. It's like, come calm the fuck down. Queen's Gambit is a solid show, but because it's on Netflix and the shows on there are total shit, everyone's going nuts about it. Uh, it's like, you know, so it's like this, you know, out of all these Hammenagers, they're having this breakout tournament. The little guys are all going to be released. And one of these big guys might be decent, right? One of these guys might, Odyssey Jones might be Queen's Gambit basically of Netflix. So that's a good way to describe it. It really is. Cause how many of these Netflix shows even like make it past like one season? They yeah, usually no. uh, go like two seasons, and then they're two or three. You know, they sign these things for maybe two seasons, then they're then they're done. I mean, Barry Orange is the new black, which you know people liked or didn't like. There's uh, all these shows that last you know one year, and you you're like, huh? I know Idris Alba. Idris Alba had his show on Netflix, and uh, oops, see ya. Done after he, one season. Yeah, he got one. Well, he was oh, he was like the DJ, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that didn't make it. No, I thought it was okay, but I can understand maybe why it wasn't picked up for a second season. But exactly. That's the problem. Stop putting out <laughs> shitty shows. I understand. I understand. But uh, Jay, enjoy uh, AW Dynamite tonight. Hopefully we'll talk again soon uh, as we get ready for all all the big surprises that may be coming in, uh, at All Out in uh, basically but three weeks now. But Jay, as always, the final word is yours. I think we're done here. See ya.